Well, hey, everybody, how are you doing this lovely Saturday? This is Mr. Rasslin, Landon Bumgarner. This week's episode is a little bit different. Uh, this has been a really tough week for the brothers in kayfabe. Uh, a lot of individual things that have happened. Nothing too serious. Everything's good. We're all good. Uh, we will not be going on with our regular scheduled programming today, uh, but instead we've got a little bonus tidbit. So Triple J, Jimmy Jackson, and his wife host a podcast called Date Bit, and it's just their journey playing through some video games together. Well, this past week on Date Bit, they had a very special episode that was all about wrestling and introducing one of their friends uh, to professional wrestling for the first time. And they kicked it off with the Montreal Screwjob. And so we're going to play that episode today on Brothers in Kayfabe. Like I said, we're all doing good. We're just staying safe. We're staying healthy. Uh, we're going to get back to our fantasy booking. We're going to get back to being in person. These are crazy times, and we just want everybody to be safe and taken care of. One more little bit of housekeeping, and I hate to do this. Uh, here's the thing about Brothers in Kayfabe, whether it's our Facebook group, whether it's this podcast, whether it's us just having conversations in real life. Everybody is equal. Everybody deserves the same opportunities to share their opinions and their thoughts. We started this podcast because we like wrestling and we wanted to talk to other people that like wrestling and hear why they like wrestling or what made them a fan. That being said, there's no room for people to treat others bad or to take advantage of anyone. Uh, this past week in professional wrestling, we've seen a lot of just horrible, broken, messy things come up and... I'm not here to defend any of that. I'm not here to compare any of that. I'm just saying everyone needs to do better on all levels. There's no reason for us to go into detail. Uh, but Brothers in Kayfabe will no longer be promoting peak of wrestling just because of some inappropriate business deals uh, that happened. Uh, no hard feelings, we're just severing ties, and uh, this isn't gossip or anything like that. Here's the thing, uh, treat people good, treat people how you want to be treated. Uh, we've been taught this since we were kids. This isn't a platform for us to rant or for us to be upset and throw fits or to complain. Neither is our Facebook group, neither is social media. Let's just focus in on what we like about wrestling. So, without further ado, from Mr. Wrestling, from Triple J, from Big Good Brother Jake, and all of us at Brothers in Kayfabe, we hope you enjoy this special episode of Date Bits slash Brothers in Kayfabe, and let's see what happens when a brand new Freshly introduced into wrestling individual encounters the Montreal Screwjob. Do, do, do. Here we go. And ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for your main event. In this corner, from parts unknown, coming in at a combined weight of 532 pounds, the J-Bone Express. 
this corner, utilizing the free bird rules, your tag team champions of the world. At a combined weight of 832 pounds, the Brothers in Cage. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Date Bit Podcast. Episode 11, I'm one of your hosts, Jimmy Jackson. And I'm Kaylee Jackson. And we have a special guest this week. We have our good friend, Luke Spencer. Hey guys. How's it going? I'm so happy to be here. Thank you all for having me. Yeah. Your lovely home, your lovely studio here in the home. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) Also, Luke is a great guest because he brought snacks. So Yeah, so if you hear crunching, it's Kaylee. (laughs) It's me eating eating Doritos. Doritos. Great great podcasting. Yeah. It is, it really is. Yes. It is. Beginning. You're not gonna be someone who you're not. Exactly. (laughs) Um so this week's episode, we have a couple topics. And one of them is not necessarily gaming related, but another one of our nerd things it is and it's something that luke and i have been trying to talk about for a few weeks now yeah and i can't find any time to do it so we said hey let's make an episode yeah, of a podcast this doesn't come up supernatural i know weird <laughs> the, other, the other context of life exactly right. um well surprisingly for uh for me it it usually does <laughs> in, that's true in everyday talk is that's, true. that's wrestling <laughs> and so a little bit of context um luke and i met like a little less than a year ago wow. and then after we met we didn't really see each other <laughs> for like months like um, probably 10 months like 10 months the Which spark was so strong it was so we strong that we were to dissipate <laughs> we were pulled back together and then one of the things that uh you told me luke you were like man you like wrestling that's cool i've, I've it's kind of always been around me but i've never like taken the dive yeah, got questions yeah and so I gave you um, a little a, a little bit of homework, a quest. so to say, a quest. Yeah. And uh, I had you watch a show called Dark Side of the Ring, which is a documentary series about wrestling. Which, if you've never watched wrestling, Dark Side, I, like sometimes I'm questioning why we made him start there. Or while we, I, why we advise him well, to start there because that's some dark territory. It's uh, it's it was, it is cheesy presentation as the name is. I will say yes. <laughs> well, let me let me put it this way: it's probably the best made wrestling documentary yeah. series. Yeah. Um, there's like some movies, but like in all actuality, I didn't want to start you with something that's depressing, <laughs> like yeah. too depressing. I know dark. I know like the Montreal Screwdrop can kind of be depressing, but. Like, I could have started you with, like, some horrific story about a family who, like, mm. all dies. Yeah, that's true. You know? so I have that which, to look forward to then. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but I don't know. I was like, it was either that or, I mean, I could have started you just by watching some, like, wrestling matches, I guess. Sure. But, but yeah, I asked, what would you recommend as, like, a first thing yeah. to sort of help me start to understand uh, the, the gist? Right. Of, yes. Of... And I, th- I think the coolest part about the Montreal Screwdrop is it's one of the big things that like launched wrestling into sort of the new quote unquote new era that that took place in the late nineties that you could mm. kind of say has gone on, which is it's kind of more um like there's less of a of kayfabe, right? Which kayfabe mm-hmm. is like the fourth wall. Mm-hmm. Like this is breaking that fourth wall and now everyone knows that wrestling's fake, even though people knew 
all the way back to like the twenties. Mm-hmm. So it's that type of thing. And so you watch this documentary, which yeah. and the other thing was I didn't want to be like here watch this like pay per view that's like four hours long because then you'd have just been yeah. like this yeah is, I'm out honestly I can't yeah. do this. Um, so it's like hey this is a good forty minutes <laughs> it'll give you like some context for a big event that happened in wrestling and um and then we can discuss mm-hmm. as you as you said you had questions yeah you, you sent me a screenshot of like a <laughs> bunch of questions which i love yeah um and so i'm gonna break down the montreal screw job just a little bit and then we can kind of go into questions okay also i feel like we should probably just talk about a brief overview of some main points of wrestling yes i was gonna request okay that. let's that do that helpful let's do that because so, uh, go ahead I, I was just going to say, like, I did ask you that day about, oh, you're into that? That's cool. You know, I've never had someone or known a friend that, uh, you know, is a fan of pro wrestling and, like, understands it. Yeah. Because, like, from the outside, again, like, seeing the the T-shirts and the everything around, like, you, you think it's one thing. And then I know that you know these people are out there, but, like, again, I – the folks in my circle are always like, God, rest, that's not real. Like, why would you even watch it's that? Right. Why would you even? Yeah. Right. I'm like, okay, sure. But there's something to it because even though people like, I know that, you know, know that, but like, like what's going on? Anyways, right. I just wanted to, yes. to know. And, um, well, again, yeah. as, as a fan of like some video game podcasts myself, I'd, I would hear other, you know, fans of other things mention that and like get into yeah, it. Yeah. So, I uh, I did go down somewhat of a rabbit hole of trying to educate myself on like the gist of it. Yeah. And one of the best ways I heard it explained to me was it's kind of like the Muppet Show, in that it's a show within a show. It totally okay. is. Like that there is, um, yes, things are are predetermined. You know these yeah. these performers. You know are that like that is very much. You know while it is predetermined, they are still like. Just look at their bodies, for gosh sake. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. What they're right. able to do with them. Like, yeah. there's, it's like this. And I began to realize it seems like this cool mixture of like theater and, um, and like UFC or something. Sure. It totally is. It, and, and so while I began to think, okay, I get that, just all the other nuances and all the weird specifics of, you know, the presentation. There he uh, goes. Yep. Vinny's drinking water. We they, told they Luke it was going to gonna happen. Six or seven minutes on the podcast. And we're <laughs> making it. That's, making it happen. That's, that's great. Yeah. That, you you could have planned that. That's, that's, that's great. Um, anyway. So while I get that bird's eye view of what's going on, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, there's, I can still tell there's like millennia of, Yes. traditions going on and fandoms and side stories and like it, it's pr- pretty honestly seems like unfriendly for like new people to get into it definitely unless is. you have a jimmy or a sherpa of some yeah. kind yeah well to so, sort of say like where to begin where to like how do you yeah and like, so that's the hard thing so i i have a friend uh landon, landon. who shout out to landon shout out. we shout <laughs> him out every podcast episode. yeah um he was like my like sherpa right he was the one who's like come child yeah. look wrestling <laughs> And showed me all of the greatness um, that is professional wrestling, and so there's there it is unfriendly. I'll just say that right now. Like, and and the worst part, much like some video games, mm-hmm. the the worst part of wrestling is the fandom. One hundred percent. So like, interesting. Why so much of the fandom is so toxic and so like negative and so like, it's it's the thing of everybody thinks that they want one thing out of wrestling. And so they like, will fixate on that one thing. 
whatever that one thing. It could be like, hey, I want things to go back like they were during like the Attitude Era, which is like the late nineties, early two thousands. Mm-hmm. Um, but in reality, like that just like probably wouldn't work nowadays. Um, mm-hmm. Or, hey, I would I want things to go back to like the way they were in the seventies, but like that's probably not the way it would ever mm-hmm. feasibly work, right? Um, and so it's just sort of this weird. Um, this weird fandom that's just sort of toxic in like in a strange way. And some some fans just don't really accept the fact that everybody likes wrestling in their own way. Yeah, or they should yeah. be able to. So that was something for me trying to get into it and still trying to kind of find my way in wrestling is like I don't know as much as Jimmy or a lot of other people, although I still really enjoy it. So yeah. sometimes I get I feel like a little bit intimidated or defeated because I might not be able to carry on a conversation with someone the way Jimmy would, but and some fans will kind of like quote unquote attack that. But everyone should be just like video games and why I really love our podcast is like just love it and enjoy it the way you love it and enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. And that's kind of how we approach all of this. Totally. That's so cool. Yeah, so it's sort of like the, I guess the best parallel is like the, if, if I'm wearing a Metallica t-shirt and someone walks up and is like, do you even know like any of their albums? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> It's like one of those things. That's what it kind of feels like at times. It's like, come on, guy. Yeah, it's yeah. like, it's like yeah. does it, first of all, does it even matter? No. Like I can like, right. I like one song. Cool. You can wear a t-shirt, whatever. Or you can like nothing and still wear a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of a tangent. Anyways, so like you said like a major like breakdown of wrestling what yeah what should we so okay so in wrestling you have the good guy which is the baby face oh yeah Yeah. some of those there's a lot of terms so there's a lot so okay so this all harkens back to like carny days like back in like the late 1800s that's where like professional wrestling started um and then they quickly realized like oh we can make more money if we know who's gonna win Mm. so and then they started conning people out of money that's kind of how the pre-determined thing came around so you have good guys, which, which are is the baby face. baby face. Bad guy is the heel. Yeah, I've heard that. So you have so, like heel and face, right? So and then like you good have guy and bad guy. Okay. then you have the term. So <laughs> I know, it's so, so and ridiculous, so, right? He turned heel, which means he was a baby face. I've heard you say that. Yeah, in context, we say that outside about our friends. Of yes, all this, I'm all like, oh, time. turn it, like, turn and heel. Dang it, he just turned heel. Like Vinny's turning heel every time he. <laughs> so like the most, the most when somebody does something bad. Yeah. So like the most famous turn heel, like heel turn ever. You could argue, but one of the most famous is like Hulk Hogan, who I'm sure you know. Everyone knows Hulk, 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 Hulk Hogan. Yep. He was like the good old American good guy. He was like all the kids loved him, Hulkamania and all that stuff. And so he, these two guys, he left one company, went to another, and he was still like a good guy. And then these two guys were like beaten up on one of his friends. And so he ran out and everybody's like, oh, he's going to make the save. He's going to save his friend. And instead, he joined the guys and beat up his friend, and like oh, he turned heel, and that started a whole faction in that company. Um, but um, that's like a heel turn, right? So like, so so heel turning isn't something that happens like in a match by match basis. It's more like larger things. Yeah, so that's like yeah. a storyline, okay, type of consequence because, yeah. usually. Typically, wrestling is tri- primarily driven by storylines. Yes, and. Um, so some people, like, you've heard it as a Muppet show compared to a Muppet show. Some people are compared to, like, a soap opera. Yeah. Where there's mm. sp- where there's 
athletic long running relationships. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like you look at like something like the the TV show Raw, which is like the WWE, like a Monday night TV show, Monday yeah. Night Raw. That show has been running since 1993. Wow. And obviously, there's been new characters, new wrestlers right. that come and gone. And the idea is you want people to tune into your pay per view. Yeah. Right. So like, hey, everyone buy the pay-per-view. Or now there's like a network that you subscribe to. You get all the pay-per-views. Yeah, it's another subscription service. Exactly, yes. right. It's the whole thing. Um, so you, like, they, they call it like a build, right? So like your, your, your big fights. So going back to the street, like Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels that happened at Survivor Series, right? Um, which was this Montreal yeah. screw job. That's like a big fight. Like you want you want to see these two people. These are like two big stars. You want to see them fight. Because b- b- before the, the Montreal Screwjob match or these other, there's also a, I'm assuming, a season-long series of matches where they're it's, fighting it's, each other, fighting well, themselves, or are all the matches before these big championships like assumed already happened? So, so no. So, like, essentially, yes. So, there's no, like, season. It's year-long. Okay. So, it's like it's not like, you know, football where there's, like, here's our football season. Right. Wrestling. It's like, no. Every, there's just matches every going on Monday all the time. Yeah. There's a three-hour wrestling show. Oh, wow. Yeah. Every Monday night. There's Every Monday Raw. night. So wow. so so this is a little context. WWE, who's like the biggest company right now, they yep. do a three hour Monday night show. They do a two hour Wednesday night show, and they do a two hour Friday night show. Is one of those SmackDown? Friday night SmackDown. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You got it. There you go. I, well, because I've seen on video game shells yes. for years. Yeah. SmackDown of Raw. I, I don't. Uh, is like NXT. NXT yes. is another. the Wednesday night That's show. That's their like developmental. Yes. Uh, like the. The train wheels, basically, like basically. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that one's kind of has a NXT definitely has a more like indie wrestling feel, yeah. which some people just kind of like that nitty gritty indie. Oh, yeah, see, so as I'm not even cultured as... enough to like know the difference. Yet. It's for, well, it's the difference between the Foo Fighters and Radiohead, right? I guess Radiohead's not really indie, see, but I'm not even cultured enough. Fair enough. It's all appreciate <laughs> that. So, okay, so sorry, Jimmy. No, it's all good. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, so you have builds right so you would you would say like okay for like bret hart has the championship belt this is like montreal mm-hmm. screwjob bret hart has the championship belt Shawn michaels wants the belt because that's the goal right you want to be the champion just yeah. like in ufc what do you want to do you want to beat the champion get right. the belt and so the idea is like okay we're going to build with our tv show every single week there's going to be some sort of confrontation even if they don't fight even if they don't wrestle like Shawn Michaels is going to come out and cut a promo. So meaning he's going to come to the ring with a mic and like talk crap on like trash talk, right? Like yeah. that type of thing. Um, and then you build and then you have the pay-per-view match a lot of the times. Sometimes the pay-per-view like – and then if that pay-per-view like if the, the storyline doesn't end there, it goes on to the next one and they, there's nuance. But anyway, what were you going to say? You are going to – Yeah, I was going to ask. Yeah. So, so in that like the knowing of the builds. So, so you even knowing that that happened. Yes. Like, is that something that fans can only figure out later? Or is that like, do you know beforehand what they're doing? I would say you, you just kind of pick view. up on it. Yeah, like, okay. I think you pick up. So if you watch every Monday Night Raw leading up to Survivor Series 97, which was the screw job, then you get you get to see the storyline. So like, you know, gotcha. week, week one is, is, I don't know exactly what happens, but like, you know, Bret Hart comes out and says he's got beef with Shawn Michaels okay. over something. Week two, Shawn Michaels comes out and he says, "Hold up, no, what you know, whatever." Yeah. Week three, you have okay. Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels are you know it could be like a 
they're in a tag team match mm-hmm. on opposite sides, but they're never in the ring together. Mm-hmm. Like their partners are, maybe he come like Bret Hart will come in and wrestle, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. And so you are seeing the storyline because ultimately the way you sell tickets, like t- the way you sell tickets to anything is you, you give somebody something they want to see. Yeah. Where they're like, Oh, I, I want to pay $80 to go to the arena so that I can see this fight because I know it's going to be a good fight because there's so much, there's another term heat, right? So yeah. like the heel gets heat. So like basically the police. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. The fuzz. Um, so like, okay, Shawn Michaels gets heat with Bret Hart because he makes this comment. I think it talks about that, that uh, episode. He says, you've been having some real sunny days, which means. Oh yeah. I didn't know what that meant. Yeah. So, so there was a, a, a female wrestler named Sonny or a female in the company oh, named Sonny. Right, right. And so he was insinuating that Bret Hart was having an affair yeah. with Sonny. Bret Hart's wife in real life calls him after and is like, what is going on? So like, that's like real life heat. Right. So yeah. like, so like heat is just like, like dr- drama's happening. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. Drama, okay, okay. Like, like, okay. Also, so much of wrestling has to do with the crowd. And so like, and if you just sit down and watch like a Monday night raw or a pay-per-view, you can tell which wrestlers really have heat or which wrestlers are really big heels yeah. or faces. Even if you didn't know anything about wrestling, just by watching how the crowd Mm. reacts when those people come out yeah um so there's there's a concept called working the crowd Mm -hmm. so if you're if you're working someone you are trying to get them to buy buy what you're saying what you're saying kind of thing so usually when wrestlers are cutting promos they're trying to work the crowd to get to to reel them even more into the storyline or or like okay this person is obviously a bad guy right like he's a heel and so his whole job is to have the crowd hate him. So like he's aware going into this, he's aware I'm gonna going to do things that they see that I'm going to cheat. They want he wants the crowd to boo him. Like because, if he goes out yeah. there and they don't boo him, he's going to be like, man, I really sucked that up. Like, yeah, like like he's not doing his job. So so that to him would be a wrestling fail. If they didn't as boo a, him, yeah. as and opposed he was a to heel. like not like, winning the fight. Right. Yeah, and so like. Like, the whole idea, it's all based on good versus evil, right? Like, good yeah. guy versus bad guy. So, it's like, there has to be a bad guy. And yeah. that bad guy needs to get booed. Otherwise, no one's going to want to come see the good right. guy beat up the bad guy. Right, right, right. So, like, effective heel work, right? Effective bad guy work is, like, I want to see that dude get punched in the face by John Cena. Because mm-hmm. John Cena is a good guy because he stands for what's good. And then this guy is a bad guy because he's being a jerk. Yeah. And so I want to see him get beat up. That's, that's it's so like, funny because I just when you say John Cena, I just think about the t-shirts in Walmart. Like, I know, right, no, totally. Exactly. I mean, that's like the, thing. the good guy. Because yeah, so he funny. is such a a baby face. Yeah. Like everyone knows him, everyone mm. loves him. Um, and then I think a couple more like main terms would be. Yeah. If you have questions, please. I know this is a lot. Okay, no, this is and... this is super helpful. Yeah. So. Uh, Okay, I'm trying to think of a good example. Uh, the only one I can think of right now would be Seth Rollins. Seth Seth Rollins. That's his ma- uh, his ring name. His yes. work I'm gonna, name. I'm gonna just so I can see pictures of these. Oh names. yes, please do. No, he's gonna... just basically he's one of the big guys that has long black oily hair. Yeah, that's a big. That's thing a big in wrestling. thing in wrestling <laughs> to have long black oily hair. Uh, so yes, that's Seth Rollins, and that is his like ring name. So then his shoot name. Is yes. Colby Colby Lopez. Lopez. Okay, ring name versus shoot name. So, so shoot. When you use the, the term shoot, that means like real life. So so his shoot okay. name is yeah Colby Lopez. So like okay, there's like work is you're like getting the crowd to buy into something. Yeah. A shoot is something in real life. 
So, for instance, if I went into the ring and we were working together, like we're two wrestlers and we're working, yeah. that means we're putting on a show to make the audience think that you we're... You talked about this already. Yeah, we're beating each other up, right? Um, but that's not... We're not actually hurting each other because right. we respect each other. Right. Now, if I go in the ring and I actually twist your arm out of socket, that's shooting on you because you're like, dude, we're supposed to be working... Like, it's a... Yeah. Let's use video game terms. It's a co-op, right? Like you're cooperative yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in the ring putting together a story and a performance like a theater yeah. or something like, you know, in, in Hamlet or whatever, there's a good guy and there's a bad guy yeah. and they fight. Um, it's the same concept. Or like if there's an injury, uh, sometimes we'll be watching it and we'll see someone do something yeah. and we'll be like, obviously they're injured. So what if it was an accident? Well. So that does happen. Yeah. And, and so that's the thing. Sometimes we'll be watching a match and like. Someone will jump off a ladder and and then land on As the they ground. Do. Yeah, As it happens. and they'll get up and be limping. And I'll ask Jimmy, "Do you think that's a shoot? Like, do you think oh, he's really hurt?" So that's or part of the played? fun of it for the right. audience is trying or is to he decipher working the yeah. crowd by acting like he's hurt. Because if yeah. if someone like like cut, like jumps off a ladder and you know goes through a table and they're I mean, I, I know, right? It's ridiculous. It is so, it's so fun. <laughs> but, like, they're quote-unquote fine, right? Like they can, they We're can, not just going to get up and, and they can, just, They like... can get up and, and move. But, like, okay, so if you go to, like, punch me in the face, I have to sell. Like, if I just stand there and, like, you don't actually hit my face. That's a no-sell. Like, I'm not selling your mm-hmm. yeah. your work, right? So I you punch me, quote-unquote, in yeah. the face, and I act like it hurts. Yeah. Because that way, like, you don't – like – does that so then i jump off a ladder and through a table i get up and i'm like limping around because my leg hurts i'm selling it i can walk fine yeah but the concept is i'm i'm selling right like i want the audience to believe that that hurt me or Uh that um you know was way more intense than it actually was because most of the stuff's actually fairly controlled yeah and then i think the biggest one that we use and we might say it around you sometimes because sometimes we talk about we say wrestling terms without knowing. Yeah, and we forget. Sometimes that. That. <laughs> not everybody knows that. That's okay. When, when so I, yeah. it's called being a mark. So a mark is someone who buys into yeah. the storyline. So uh, it's like really close to being a narc. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> when you say that, yes. are you a narc? So we call each other marks all the time. We're like, you freaking mark. Okay, so it's like being a noob. Like you don't want to be exactly. a mark. Like, okay. Yes, but that's like an insult that the wrestling the wrestlers would call like. Oh, bunch of marks out there they want my autograph like type of thing so it's just i don't know it's just one of those weird terms it is so somewhat derogatory then like they're not smart enough to pick up on what we're doing right and then then of course you have the term smart mark so it's like it's like (laughs) oh this is a mark who like is buying all this stuff that he's reading on the internet and like thinks he's smarter than everybody else because he knows the behind the scenes like it's a very convoluted and complicated fan. So, it's an entire universe in and of yeah. itself. So so that's so that's a good transition to to a, a big question about the crowd that I have for yes. you. How I've this is one I've wondered from the very beginning. Yeah. No, I How this. many people do you think like actually like are there totally unaware of the like show within a show, predetermination? I think and then how many are actually, you know, seeing the from yeah. the bird's eye view? I think there understand. are very few fans who see it, who, who are true marks who are in that marks. regard. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because so much of wrestling fandom now is that sort of bird's eye view. Like, oh, this happened right. backstage. And, oh, like people want to get wrapped right. up in kayfabe. Yes. So, right, right, right. And right. so, and so I think there are so few 
I think the biggest group is children, right? Like, yeah, no, a lot of it is marketed toward and, and, yeah, and as silly as it sounds, Kaylee and I have literally had conversations of like, like Santa Claus, like when do we tell our children that wrestling is fake? Mm, yeah, <laughs> which yeah. is funny, but it's true because it's like, yeah, let's use John, C- you know, John Cena's T-shirts are in Walmart. It's yeah. like. When do you tell them that? Oh, he's not really like yeah. that good of a. I mean, he is a good person in real life, but like he's not really like the undefeated, saving the world. Like, saving sure, the world yeah, guy. yeah. Like, oh, like it's hard. Because... Never thought about like a wrestling family having to have right. Like, yes. Sit down <laughs> discussions. Like, the whole thing. Oh man, um, that's so interesting. Yeah. So I want to get. I oh, think that's ahead. what makes the crowd so noisy at shows is because they are so wrapped up in the storyline and the fact that like. Everyone there knows that this is a work. Yeah. yeah. You're being worked. You're being sold something. Yeah. Everyone uh-huh. knows. So that's why the reactions are as big as they are when things happen. Yeah. And like I told you, like, Luke, next time, whenever, you know, people can go to arenas again, um, next time they come to town, I would love for you to join us. Oh, I would love to. Because it's it's so you get so wrapped up in it that, of like that makes sense as to why it would still be so fun even just like yes. getting into it yeah and mm-hmm. because it's like they're still doing things that are larger than life like right there's no way yeah. i can get up on the top of a ring post yeah. and do a backflip off it onto somebody just like watching a a broadway play like it is still like performance exactly and what's going yeah. on like yeah. i've I listened to some interview one time on a different it was maybe the tim ferris show he talked yeah. to whoever the wrestler is that's um Long blonde hair, that probably doesn't narrow it down at all. Girl, I uh, know uh, newer Triple H. Oh yeah, CJ Tri- Triple H is he's been around since the nineties. Okay, but anyways, yeah. we talk about his yeah. his like his routines and discipline and everything, and it was just like any other yeah, yeah. star uh, like on a stage or an yeah. athlete. Yeah. And so so now since I've begun to kind of learn all this, my respect and just like yeah, fascination has grown. Yeah, um, totally. And so, I think I think the the like that word respect is like really good and and that's why i and a lot of people don't like using the word like fake right like yeah it's 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 predetermined yeah that's a, that's a good distinction yeah fake is the word used by i think people who don't get it and right like choose and don't totally want, to want to, get to get not it. right yeah right, right. Like don't want to take the time to realize that it's like an art form and that that's okay else. like even yeah. though it being fake doesn't like detract from you know right yeah but I just think, like that movie is fake that well that's like, the thing is like <laughs> right it's, it's funny that that's the like like growing up, that's all I heard. My mom, oh, it's just fake. Because I think some people think that they that are, arena of people is being worked over. Yeah, or something. Like exactly. They think Therefore, that stuff this is, is sinful. Yes, yeah, exactly. This, oh, this is terrible. Like, yeah, these people, they're lying to you. <laughs> yeah, like, no, it's just fun. Dad, like, calm down. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, seriously. <laughs> it's like, hey, uh, video games are fake. Like, they're not actually. Right, right, you know, right. I'm not actually Kratos running through you know some <laughs> world murdering creatures. Having said, some of these guys look like Kratos. Uh, well, it's funny enough. It's true. There was a wrestler who uh, did all the mocap for Kratos. Um, his name was Shad Gaspard. He actually, unfortunately, passed away recently. Uh, uh, yeah. about a month. Twenty eighteen Kratos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, and oh, they, man. they modeled his body after him too. He was that buff. Wow. Yeah, I, I'd seen like pictures of him. Uh, yeah. with the kid who played Atreus. Yeah, and oh, then pa- like dang. Ronda Rousey voiced. Uh, Ronda Rousey. Who is UFC, obviously. Yeah. Um, she went to But then she wrestling. came to it. Okay. Yeah. And then Zelina Vega, who's another wrestler, female wrestler, they're voicing characters in the new Mortal Kombat game. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. And Ronda Rousey is actually a huge World of Warcraft player. 
Really? And uh, loves Mortal Kombat and like video games cool. in general. Um, so, so since you just said that, another, sorry. Before we get back to the Montreal, yeah, no, I job, love this. This is great. Um, so th- that theme of athletes, stars from mm-hmm. other industries coming to WWE. Yeah. Uh, why? Why is that? So it started in the '80s with the first ever WrestleMania, um, and it was sort of like what was called the Rock and Wrestling connection. So like Vince McMahon, okay. So Vince McMahon, who who owns WWE, he took over the company from his father, who at that time wrestling was territories. So like, like he had like the Northeast, and then like there was an Oklahoma territory, which was Mid South wrestling. There was um, like in Dallas, you had World Class Championship right? So like all of these wrestling, and they were all under one umbrella called the NWA, and um, they would have like a traveling champion who would like kind of go to each territory and um, essentially make the like hometown heroes look good. Right. And, um, and in doing that kind of bolster themselves as well as like this traveling. And territories where it starts getting kind of weird because it's such a thing of the past. And like whenever people bring up territories, even, I even get like, yeah. what the heck are you talking about? So then through that, Vince McMahon, who bought his father's company from him, started expanding nationally and sort of buying these territories. So then he was the first one to have sort of this national television presence, right? And then he did this thing called the Rock and Wrestling Connection where he brought like Cindy Lauper in right. to like the first ever WrestleMania. Right. He also had, like, I think Muhammad Ali and, like, Mr. T was in the main event, like, fighting Roddy Piper. Um, so it's all these sort of strange celebrities. But his whole idea behind bringing the celebrities in was to bolster the credibility of wrestling as a whole. Because it was viewed as such, like, a carny, quote-unquote, business and that type of thing. Right. Um, so, like, Ronda Rousey coming in. And she was actually one who did... Um, really good at fitting into like the wrestling mold and being a good wrestler or some of them come in like, like recently they just had some um, of them are characters. Like, yeah, definitely. Like, so, so I assume when I see some of these stars come over that it has, and I'm sure it does, but a lot to do with, with money perhaps. Yeah. So like when I saw Brock Lesnar, uh, for instance, came to WWE, like he was like just the, the talk, like the name yeah. of like the UFC world. Yeah. yeah. So, so I assumed that was kind of like, moving on to next echelon well so like, he actually started in wwe oh back in the early 2000s that's funny i, I know did, right I yeah yeah yeah. and so then he left the wwe under really really bad terms oh um wrestled in japan for a little while and then he was like i'm done with this i think he tried out for the minnesota vikings oh my gosh and <laughs> then did ufc and did that thing and then his return to wwe was that big deal right he's gone on and made a huge name for himself in the, in the ufc i can't and stand brock kaylee <laughs> hates brock lesnar <laughs> I, I don't know anything, but like, yeah. I could see why. Yeah. From but the, but the little therefore, little before, she hates him because he's a good heel. A successful he's a good heel. heel. Yeah. Yes. There's That's a pay-per-view. Where it gets in. It's so weird. We should get you to watch at some point the Royal Rumble that just happened. Royal Rumble is when like, it's a 30-man, basically 30-person yeah. match, but it starts with one person in the ring. And every every minute and a half, someone else comes. This out. sounds like a video game. Yeah, it's dude, like, it is. So and and there's always like legends who return. There's always like you never know who's coming out next. So you're like, okay, who? That's so cool. Who's coming out next? You know, it's like okay. this sort of. But this last Royal Rumble, 
basically how you win is you're the last person standing. The way to eliminate people is getting them over the top rope and both <laughs> feet have to hit the floor. So, so Brock Lesnar this year was the which first, is so good. I love it. first person in the ring for uh, this Royal Rumble. And I think the first 10 or 15 people that came out as soon. So the thing that's so exciting about the Royal Rumble is because there's so much chaos happening. There are so many people in the ring and there's so much chaos that you're trying to keep up with. That's what kind of makes it fun on top yeah. of the fact that people are coming out every minute and a half. This year, every time someone came out and stepped in the ring, within 10 seconds, Brock flipped him over, like eliminated yeah. them. And I remember just being like, why She's am I so even watching mad. this? I'm so done. Because you were upset, like there, it wasn't fun to watch. Exactly. And I'm like, and I don't see, even like Brock Lesnar. Like, I understand other people do, and but like. For me, I was so annoyed. For me, it's like, oh, that's really cool because they're literally like that, the crowd wants to see so a good like, match. They're successfully and peeving he, her and, off. And exactly. <laughs> I was going, getting like, worked. You're mad. You're mad. You're mad. And, and then like, when oh he gosh, finally so got getting... eliminated, it was like the biggest I'll, deal. I'll put it this way: our friend Landon went to the Royal Rumbles in Houston this year, hmm. and there was the return of a legend who was told he was never going to be able to wrestle again. His name's Edge. He was never going to be able to wrestle. He'd given up his wrestling dreams, and he returned to wrestle because of some new surgery that exists. At Royal Rumble. And is, so is this real? This is real. Yeah, this, or, so this, this is, is shoot. real. Okay. This is shoot. Yeah. yeah. So this he actually shoot. returned, right? And actually wrestled with something that everyone, nobody thought that he was ever going to come back, and no one knew he was going to come back, right? So he comes out, and everybody's like, oh, my gosh, Edge is here, and he's wrestling. Like, no one thought this was possible. Landon says, as much as it pains me to say, the biggest pop or the biggest like cheer from the crowd wasn't when Edge came out. It was when Brock Lesnar got eliminated. Finally got eliminated. That's like funny. that's how effective you, he is as a heel. Nah. Um, <laughs> but anyway, let's let's get back to the, 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 sure. the Montreal screw job. Sure. Let's let's talk about this because I know you have some questions. Yeah, this this is all so helpful. Yeah, it, it helped to establish those base layers. Yes, this things is so much of kind of what's going on. I love on. this. Okay, so the Montreal screw job. For anyone listening, is when Bret Hart had the championship. Shawn Michaels was challenging at Survivor Series, uh, 1997, November 9th, 1997, because it's my birthday. And I remember. Um, <laughs> not that I watched it live, but I just it's, I think it's interesting. So Bret Hart was leaving the WWF at the time. They were the WWF. He was leaving to go wrestle for the WCW. So there's two different companies that were kind of warring and like fighting for like dominancy in wrestling so so this is like this isn't like a smackdown and raw comparison no. this smackdown is and like raw are both owned by wwe this is like within that pepsi, this is the this whole is like other pepsi and coke so these are actually competing yes. businesses yeah. yes okay. so bret hart's contract competing is up. competing yeah <laughs> I, I, you know you know what i meant yeah so bret hart's contract was up and um wcw offered him x amount of money he went to Vince McMahon, who is the, the lead of WWF, and said, this is what they're offering me. Can you give me a better deal? And he said, yes, we want to keep you. He gave him a deal. Then quickly told him, hey, actually, I cannot live up to my end of the bargain. Here's our new here's our new plan. If you need to go with them, I completely understand. Because Vince McMahon is, in real life, the ultimate heel. Yes. He's actually he a supervillain. He, he is... He, so diabolical so he literally let me let me put this in perspective vince mcmahon literally has a actual t-rex skull mounted on the wall in his office that's how <laughs> super villain this guy is <laughs> like 
and I, I can only imagine just the blurred lines in his head. Oh yeah, of what's reality and what's exactly. Not. Yes, yes. So warped. And that's fascinating. Yeah, he, it's a whole other subject. I would love a documentary from like a totally not wrestling perspective, just about I would him too. And like, and it will only happen like, once he dies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like literally. Oh, like he is so guarded. I'm, that, sh- I'm sure. Yeah, yeah um, that's your whole thing. Yeah. So, but I would. I mean, that would be incredible. Um, so like basically. Bret Hart was leaving the company. Survivor Series was like the last sort of pay-per-view he was on. Now, in real life, as a shoot, Bret Michaels, or Bret Michaels, not the lead singer of Poison, Shawn Michaels. <laughs> I get that mixed up yeah, when you all totally. talk all the yeah. time. Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart hated each other in real life. Okay. Right? Why? Because they had real heat. Basically, Shawn was a terrible person. Um he was really cocky and arrogant. He was like the best wrestler ever, maybe, and he knew it. Um, funny story is he later goes on, gets injured, leaves the company for a little bit, gets married, finds Christ, and is completely a different person. Wow. Yeah. Which is – his testimony is really, really cool. Interesting. But he, um, he at the time was like pretty much hated by a lot of people. In like the locker room, in right? In real life, in real life, and 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 Bret Hart was one of them. He thought he was kind of just like a twerp, mm. um, and so he just told Vince, "Listen, I don't want to drop the belt to Shawn Michaels, mm. right? Like, I don't want to drop the belt. I don't want to lose in my hometown of Montreal mm-hmm. as my last as my last match for your company." Yeah. He was like, "Let me just relinquish the belt the next night on Raw, like just hand it just over. Just hand it over. Here, here you go. Here it is. So that's the thing that yeah. happens. Okay." And um, so, so yeah. before you go yeah, any further, absolutely. Uh, okay, thanks for letting me just interrupt because no, I think you have questions I don't think jotted down. So yes, I remember the exposition of that episode where we're like yeah. meeting Brett. You know, they're like in his home looking at all the uh, yeah, yeah. Ar- uh, promo art and like titles from other things, and he's like he was kind of bragging on himself, like you know, I was I was the real deal. Like I was actually a world champion because I traveled the world and defended my belt. Yeah. And so I think one of my questions for you was. Like, I get that from everything we just talked about, but that sense of pride that he has, like when part of his success comes from other people just determining, <laughs> like, you work crowds well, like, yes. why is he so proud? That is Like, I, I that, understand that yeah. means you're a good performer, you're a good wrestler. Yeah. So that is, that is the weird thing about wrestling is because mm. he has this pride of like, I'm a world champion. It's like, dude, you're really, re- he's like one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. But like, yes, someone booked you in that spot. Someone chose. It someone wrote, chose. It. They yeah. wrote you they to be wrote the your right. Name down. Yes. Yeah. Right, right, right. Because he was so good in the ring. Yes. But also yes. Because sure. of that. so I yeah. think the concept of a world traveler, like world traveling champion, is like is very much so like going back to the territory days where you were the NWA champion and you would travel all around mm-hmm. and defend your championship. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times you would do like sixty minute matches that no one would win. So you'd do like sixty minute like time limit draws. Yeah. Um, sort of things like that. Um, and there is some pride in being like, you're a tough guy. You know, you're, you're sure. Even though it's like all sure. Quote unquote fake. You're like a tough guy. Um, and so I think some of the pride that he has definitely comes from, Hey, I, I, you know, I traveled around and I, I worked my butt off for this company. Yeah, and also I, I did maybe enough work and worked hard enough at this yeah. to like even get that make for those Absolutely. decisions to be right. made. Absolutely. For me to be the, okay. Um, and so, to drop your championship to this guy that you perceive to be sort of like this jerk or mm-hmm. whatever, right? Um, it's definitely something that could be hard. Now, 
from and this is all in the documentary that you've seen like the business perspective like Vince McMahon's thinking well I can't have him leave show up on the other company's television show with my title belt and like set on fire or something right or like throw it in a trash can because that happened with the women's champion and they all made some statement yeah and all that does is like devalue my company yeah so he him and the writers devised a plan where they were going to screw bret hart out of his belt right the screw job and so had something like this never been done before it like had, why up but, until why was this so remarkable so it had but not up to, not in this way and not up to this point because the territory days a lot of the territories had respect for one another they wouldn't encroach right mm. but when you have wwf and wcw both fighting literally for like you know dominance in the wrestling world um in terms of like success in terms on, of on TV, tv ratings yeah, yeah. viewers that type of thing like you have um like you, you do have this sense of like, it's I have to do this now or it's never going to happen. Mm. Now, strangely enough, this whole event sparked the Attitude Era, and like kind of sparked the um, what made WWF ultimately the winner of that contest. Because mm. what it did was it allowed the crowd, not for the first time ever, but in a big way, it allowed the crowd to go, wait a second, that wasn't right. He actually like so the idea is Shawn Michaels puts Bret Hart in his in Bret Hart's signature move, right? Yeah. Kind Bret, of an insult. Yes. Right. Bret Hart, you know, you like if you like tap, like I give up. He does not tap. And the ref says he taps, ring the bell. They ring the bell, and Shawn Michaels of his is declared the, the winner. Right. He tapped. Everybody saw it. He tapped. He didn't tap. And so So Brett didn't know it was gonna turn out that way. Brett Brett, Brett had like, no you know. idea that he was gonna get screwed out of right. his title. He was under the understanding because he like chatted with the ref on the plane before over yeah, there. Yeah, he like, was right. under hey, the understanding please I'm going to win this match and then give up the title tomorrow night. Okay. Yes. So he got So in screwed. the ring, he's going, Okay, Sean's putting me the sharpshooter, which is Brett Hart's yeah. signature. That's cool. And then all of a sudden the bell rings and Brett has has lost the title. This is not exactly, this is not how this was supposed to go down. The ref yeah. and Shawn Michaels, they're gone, right? Cause they don't want to get beat up by Bret Hart. And then Vince McMahon, uh, the, the clip of like Bret hawking a Lou young. Yeah. Vince McMahon is like so gross, but Vince is there and saying, okay, like, like standing ringside going like, yeah, I just did that. Like, what's up? And that is what created the Mr. McMahon character where he would come out on TV as a characterized version of himself to be like the evil wow. emperor, right? So I've, again, in gifts and yes, everything, of course. I've seen him out there being that character. Yes. And kind of assuming like, okay, because I get he is like the real boss, yeah. but assumed he was also, so prior to that, he was not like out and about no. being that character. There was actually a quote unquote president of WWF named Jack Tunney, who actually I don't think was held any power. But he was the figurehead on the TV show while Vincent Mann was on play-by-play commentary. So mm. Vincent Mann's talking, oh, you know, Macho Man Randy Savage has him in a you know, headlock or whatever. Not, and people didn't know, oh, this guy's the one who's actually running the whole show. Mm. Like this guy who's like doing the commentary is actually the one who's in charge and yeah. owns everything. Interesting. Here. Yeah. So, yeah, basically, and kind of to wrap up the whole uh, premise of the screw job. Yeah. Is it wasn't supposed to turn out that way. Yeah. Brett was supposed to have kind of his version of the happy ending, yeah. right? To like kind of 
put the cherry on top of his WWF career. Yeah. And he completely got that pulled out from under him in the most kind of humiliating way. He, you were put in your own submission hold. Mm. Uh, and, and then my he, theory yeah. is... Which this is where it gets really confusing. So get ready. <laughs> Strap in. Yeah, no, honestly. <laughs> and I don't know what your opinion is, Luke, after watching all this. But <laughs> or if you even can have one. I have some <laughs> confused perspectives. <laughs> My theory is it was all a work. I, to, to this so day, all of that I think it was a work. So yeah. there's, a, there's a group of people. And the commitment that would yes. take exactly. to stick with it. But He's literally an old man now. Exactly. And like, so, can buy it. But he would... That's the thing is Vince would take that to his grave. Yeah. So I think it's And a so work. would Bret Hart because Bret Hart respects the business, quote unquote, the wrestling business so much. He's but yet, but yet after the Montreal screw job, even though he respects the business and wants to keep it like sacred, right? Quote unquote sacred, he was the first one to call, hey, this guy screwed me out of my bill. I didn't actually lose, blah, 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 blah. So the theory is that actually what happened was Brett and Vince came up with a plan. Hey, you have to leave to WCW. I get it. It's a money thing. You help me out one last time. We're going to, quote, unquote, screw you out of the belt, right? Mm -hmm. And then what's going to happen is it's going to make you look good for when you leave to go to your company because you've been screwed by this other company. Yeah, people feel bad for you. We're vilified. Yeah. But me, Vince McMahon, I get to become the biggest heel in wrestling. And oh so, gosh. and so that's the thing where it's like, this is some meta level. It, it is. <laughs> so it's like, is it actually a work? Is it a, is, did Bret Hart know? Shawn Michaels claimed, I had no idea this was going to happen. I just put in the sharpshooter and, and they called yeah. the bell. Well, then later he was like, oh yeah, dude, I totally knew it was going to happen. So oh. did Bret, did Bret and Vince come up with this idea? Then Bret claims the rest of his life, he has no idea what happens. And then Vince tells Shawn Michaels and Earl Hebner, hey, we're going to screw Brett out of the title. Already knowing that Brett knows, like, it gets real confusing. But Jeez. when you think about it as a work, it's kind of beautiful to me. Yeah. It's no, like, for real. It, really it worked is. with lifelong commitment to, exactly. like, keep to, like, to the story. Yeah. And like, that's how they the... treat the business. Yeah. Right. So I think it's work, but. Yeah. I like, to th- I like to think it's a work, but I don't, I don't know. Maybe one day we'll know. Interesting. But, yeah. I don't know. So do you? I, I want to. You, you said you had these questions. Do you have any other? Yeah, did, did, probably answer some. But let's, let me let me pull pull them up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, again, I should have done that before. No, it's all good. Um, we might have to have you on again to talk about God yeah, of War, yeah, yeah, this that's that's okay. This, the whole time, I kind of thought that might happen. Yeah, <laughs> which is fine. That's fine. Yeah, I. This is super. We're still, hey, we're still and educational. You know? Yeah, we, we mentioned God of War. That's true. Basically, I've been playing God of War, and that's like Luke's favorite video game of all time. Yeah. And so, uh, so on that episode, y'all can just we'll we'll just like deep yeah, dive. That deserves I, its yeah. own episode. I do exactly. want to know the history of God of because that's probably a series I'll never go back yeah, to. Yeah, which but, is fine. Yeah, but knowing some of the backstory to Kratos, yeah, would probably be good. But okay, yes. Yeah, so okay, let's... so I've I found these questions that I took in real time yes, while watching I love that. It. Um, because at first, when I started watching it, I was like, Jimmy, this seems like a really in the weeds event for you to suggest to yes. someone new to it. So, it, it, what, it so, so what made you select that to tell me as a good place to start? I, I think it was actually my idea. I think, I think but I didn't yeah. know, I didn't think you would, yeah, like take it, take the bait. Well, but, I don't know. And my kind of my thinking on that was like the screw job, the Montreal screw job challenged all of my thoughts about wrestling because mm. it's portrayed as like this 
evil like betrayal yeah but i watched that and i'm like that's a work so yeah. okay that just so that really sparked you. yeah okay. yeah and i think i think too it's like it's hard to like think of one specific thing to like be like this is what wrestling is yeah like there are things like the like at some point i do want you to watch like the mankind undertaker hell in a cell match okay that's like a really good match but like just start like this tackles so many like base concepts of what wrestling is. Yeah. I mean, like, we we've talked about a lot yeah, of it, so totally. I guess it was a good recommendation. And I think, right? yeah, I, I have never shown someone completely brand new into wrestling, so this is a, this is a first for me gotcha. too. Of like, yeah, like what do you show someone yeah. first? So so you answered what where the pride comes from in a yeah. worldwide champion. Yeah, um, even when that, um, you answered how do they decide who the champions will be? You know, yes. it sounds like. Uh, you know, it, it's it's yes, it's predetermined for ratings who fans like. Yeah. But um, I guess that's another question. How much is pivoted like on the fly? Like, what if a, a crowd doesn't react the way they think it will? So and they had like yeah. a whole the whole rest of the match was kind of scheduled to go one way, but they're not into it. So they they've done that before. Um, like I think the one I can think of is like Brock Lesnar and this guy named Roman Reigns were fighting, and Roman was supposed to win. And then on the fly, Vince was like, nope, Brock Lesnar needs to stay champion. Like, so in the match, right? In, like, the match is going on. And so what they do, oh, wow. Vince is in gorilla position. So it's basically like the production, like, office. It's right backstage. Gorilla and position. And he talked. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's, like, so intense. Gorilla it's position. so masculine. All of yeah. wrestling is ridiculously masculine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so he basically tells, the, the refs all have headsets. Um. So he tells the ref, Brock's going over. Basically, Brock's going to win. Okay. And so then the ref will like say that to the wrestlers in the ring. So and they'll go they'll kind of like like accordingly to that. Yeah. So like if a wrestler like if Brock had sold something is on the ground like making his scene like how he's so yeah. hurt, the ref might come up to him and to act like he's checking on like, him and be like, Hey, you're gonna win. Yeah. And then oh, he's man. gonna have to communicate yeah. that to Roman. Oh, wow. So And the wrestlers are constantly talking to each other. That's the thing that you, uh, okay. you if you look for and you can see like I forget which pay-per-view it was, but one of them, there's a female wrestler named Becky Lynch, and, like, literally, she's going up, and you can hear her. She, like, jumps up on the rope, and she, like, looks back, and she, you can hear, oddly hear her go, back elbow. Meaning, this is what I'm doing next. Uh-huh. So that's how that's they, cool. like, yeah. choreograph that whole thing, which is really cool. Gosh, those those kind of pivots. As someone who, like, yeah. plans things in, like, a, a video production way for my career, sounds so stressful. Oh, yeah. Like they're changing stuff, well, and like, and the oh other thing gosh. that you will love when you end up going to a show live, the production of the show is insane. Oh, I bet. because it's live. Yeah. So here's a live three-hour television show from an arena. Yeah. Every Monday night. Oh my god. With pyro, with video wall, with lighting, music. with music, with like, th- think about all the production cues. Dude, like it's like a it's that's stressful. The the production setup is just like this massive rig. It's yeah. it's, it's insane. I bet. Um, but okay. yeah, so that's uh, I, that answers. So that so pivoting bit. does happen. It does, but it doesn't always happen. A lot of times, like it'll happen over weeks. So like mm. Becky Lynch is one who Becky Lynch was a heel and Charlotte Flair was a face. Right, these two wrestlers who were best friends. Becky attacked Charlotte, turned heel. Well, the crowd started really getting behind Becky and be like, we love Becky, you know, chanting, chanting, chanting Becky. And 
they went with like Becky not being a face for a while, even though everybody loved her. Mm-hmm. Well, then eventually they were like, well, we ha- kind of have to do this and we have to make mm-hmm. Becky the good crowd, girl, right? Yeah. Or Kofi Kingston. Uh, there's a guy named Kofi Kingston who he was like a last minute replacement after someone got actually injured in real life. Mm-hmm. And everybody cheered him. And so they let him go on and win the championship at WrestleMania last year. Um, so it's kind of it, it, it happens, but it's just it's sort wow. of weird. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes the crowd yeah. likes someone and they and they don't. Yeah, they don't get pushed to be a champion. Okay. So, okay, so we talk about scenarios like like Brett and Sean actually having beef with each other in real yeah, life. Absolutely. How often does that happen? I think less now. Okay. But back in the day, when I'll say there are lots of. Um, steroids and drug use uh i think tensions probably ran high for a lot of people yeah um i definitely think that um nowadays it's like a much more relaxed culture yeah um they actually there's they actually play a lot of video games backstage funnily enough um there's a whole youtube channel that's like one of the guys will have like wrestlers on and like they'll be like let's play you know that's rage four that's funny it's pretty entertaining. Okay, so 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 few and far between. So yeah. when that is happening, I imagine the wrestling world likes it. Like that's entertaining. I think, I think so. so. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. like depending on if it's like if it goes too far, then you're like, okay, I sure. think everybody chill out. But sure. right. for the most part, yeah, it's like really, it's like really fun to be like, oh, they actually like don't really like each other all that much yeah. or whatever. Or if there's like a because this happens too is like sometimes there's like a couple in wrestling, and um like a romantic couple yeah like a romantic oh. couple right and like the you know let's say like the 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 guy is a face and the girl is a heel mm-hmm. and like they don't fight each other but let's say like the girl is like a manager or a valet to another wrestler and then mm-hmm. so her like wrestler that she's coming out with is fighting her husband or something like mm. like so that's kind of fun too of just <laughs> yeah. like Oh man, it's just like, drama. Yeah, like, this yeah, is like it is real, part so about real life thing. Yeah, oh, it makes totally. sense. But that's honestly that's something that WWE does more than. Eventually, we'll get you to watch some like AEW, which yeah. I enjoy AEW more than WWE. Absolutely, but WWE, they really like to go for the cheesy drama yeah. stuff. Okay, and AEW is just more like crazy. Yeah. You know, <laughs> just yeah. like crazy. Just insane stuff happens. Okay, totally. So, yeah, I know. I know. Like I said, it's a lot of information. No, no, no that's like, okay. This is these are all things I have. I, I think for my questions regarding that. Okay, quick one: being double crossed. What does that mean? That's a Jimmy question. So double crossed is basically like, um, like Bret Hart. Like, okay, Vince so, finally goes like, okay, you're right, Bret. I'm not going to take the championship away from you. And then, but then he back did. on him. Then he like goes back on him and, and so, actually does like it. so being screwed. Like, yeah, we keep yeah, saying yeah. that's synonymous with okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. How did this incident make the fourth wall fall? Like they keep saying. Okay, so as it previously hadn't yeah. before that. Well, so it it that's the thing that's so funny is it totally had. There are yeah. multiple things going back to like the 1920s of people knowing that wrestling is fake. Yeah, you know, when. or predetermined, and. Like, one of them was, like, two wrestlers who were, like, in this, like, blood feud um, were caught, like, with marijuana in their car, and they were driving together to the next wrestling show. Um, and that was a thing in the newspaper. I was like, well, why are they together, like, hanging out and, like, partying? Hey, because, they hate each other. Because they hate each other. Right. Like, just try to kill each other last week. Right. You know? yeah. um, 
And then there was an incident called the curtain call, which was two wrestlers were leaving to go to um, WCW, and two wrestlers were staying. One was Shawn Michaels. So it's Shawn Michaels and Triple H were staying, and then Kevin Nash and um, Scott Hall were leaving. And so after a show at Madison Square Garden, they all came out to the ring, even though in that group there were people who fought and hated Mm -hmm. each other, and they all hugged and waved to the crowd goodbye. Right, that was their last show before they go into this WCW, mm. um, and so it's called the curtain call, and like that was like, oh, they actually like each other, like oh, like yeah. wall breaking. With this, I think it was the first time, like one of the first times in really big public display, like everyone who's into wrestling is watching this pay per view, mm-hmm. sees Vince McMahon, the owner of this company, actually f- screw Bret Hart out of his title, right. like actually do it. Um, Gotcha. And that's the kind of the crazy. So it was part, just I in think. a big, like, kind of real way to yeah. being. I mean, it's okay. one of the biggest. Like, there's four big pay per views every year. Yeah. Um, Great transition. My next question. So I've heard yeah. of like WrestleMania. Heard of Rumble yes. something. So so the four big ones are Royal Rumble, yeah. WrestleMania, uh, uh, SummerSlam, and Survivor Series. Okay. There's like the four big ones. Is Money in the Bank not in that? It's not one oh. of the big four. And then. The model they've gone to now, which is way too many pay-per-views, is they do one a month. One of those events a month? One of those events a month. Oh, wow. So not only on top of all of your television that you have, right? The, like, 17 hours of TV that you watch a week. (laughs) Once a a month on a Sunday night, there is a pay-per-view. And those are, like, typically four to five hours? Four to five. Or if you're WrestleMania, you, like, do eight to nine hours. Oh, my um, Atlanta. So, like, this year, WrestleMania was broken up over two days, which was very nice. Because uh, of the pandemic. Because of the pandemic, yeah. there's no crowd. Yeah. And oh. then last year, though, it was literally like, okay, like we're going to get together and watch WrestleMania. We started at, like, 11. 11 and didn't so is that just like, that's not one big nine. match. Correct? No. no, that's just back-to-back-to-back. There's to back multiple to back. Yeah. matches. Yeah, there's multiple matches that go throughout that. But you have a three hour TV show on Monday nights. And so like the first 20 minutes is set, setting up one thing and then the mm. next 10 is another thing. And then you have a little match and then you have, right. Like, so it all is broken up. No, they don't do like right. one big eight hour. So, so there's all these events, the four big ones. Yeah. When is like the, the big belt? Like, is so, that, is that like passed around at every event? Yes. So there's usually like, so the, the way that titles work titles. Yeah. So it's, Okay, this is where it's confusing too. With WWE, I'm just talking WWE here. <laughs> so you have Raw and you have SmackDown. Yeah. So Raw has a has the what they call the WWE Championship, and SmackDown has the Universal Title. Those are like the two big main titles, right? So each show, each show within the same network has their own yes. title belt. So you have Raw, you have the Universal, and you have the WWE. Then you have the mid card belt. So you have the U- United States Championship and the Intercontinental Championship. Okay, I know it's so. Great. This sounds just. <laughs> it sounds insane, right? So gamey. I it know. is. It's, but that's what it is. It's, but it's awesome for that reason. Yeah. Like it's. This is what it yep. is. So then you have the SmackDown Tag Team Championship, and you have the Raw Tag Team Championship. Then you have the women's, the SmackDown women's belt, the SmackDown or the Raw women's belt. Then you have the the women's women's tag, tag, team. tag team, which travel between brands. Which is a new. That's a newer new, belt. A newer belt. Then you have NXT. You have the NXT champion. You have the North American champion. And then you have the NXT tag team championships. So at any point in time on these shows, 
any of these belts are getting def- defended. At like WrestleMania, every belt gets defended pretty much. Uh-huh. And then there's storylines that don't have anything to do with a championship. So gotcha. they just rely on the drama. Yeah. So like last, like last Sunday was a pay per view called Backlash, and so you had um, multiple championships getting defended, and then you also had the main event, which was um, Randy Orton Edge in what they were touting as the greatest the greatest wrestling match of all time. Like this was this thing, you know, this big thing, um, and so like that had nothing to do with the championship. That had just more to do with you know these two people hate each other or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. That's pretty much, uh, man, the screw job plus a lot more wrestling. Yeah. yeah. That's a bunch of wrestling. Well, that's it. No, this, this is, yeah. Great to, again, there's no good place to go to find some of those oh. answers. Right. I've tried to on my own. The internet's a big place. The lines of kayfabe and not are just like blurry. Yeah. It's tough to find again, the entry points to kind of get what's going on so that I can fully appreciate it. Yes. yes. Oh, that's the hard part. Um, like if you want to fall, like, like, do you go back and watch old stuff or do you try to yeah. follow? Because if you want to follow current day storyline, it's just too much of a commitment nowadays. Yeah. Like, I just can't, I can't devote almost any time to that much wrestling. Like, I know. I love wrestling. Don't get me wrong. But like, I can't watch a three hour show every week. Yeah. Nor can I watch a three hour, a two hour, a two. <laughs> that's one company. Then you go to other companies. Right. And so it's like, oh, this company has a two hour show every Wednesday night too. Well, yeah. Let's watch that too. Cause that's really good. Or. You know, whatever. So. It's a lot. It gets, so, gets to be a lot. So perhaps I I know we're getting like up there in time yeah, to like oh, the wrestling this. topic, but uh, this might be a good one to wrap it up. I don't know. It's okay. up, it's up yeah. to you. But what? So all all of that now the the action step. Like where okay. do, where does one go? Where do you go to, to different networks? Different shit. Like yeah. everything. Again, we live in this day and age where like yeah, you don't do cable. So like where. Totally. Like, how do you, besides the screw job, like, okay, I, I, I there's think, my history slash yes. context. I think now the, what? I now think, what? I think <laughs> the best thing to do is to, like, as someone who's going to be a quote unquote casual fan, or even how, a, how dare you? Even I know, right? <laughs> or even a more hardcore Filthy fan. Casual. <laughs> no, come on. Now. Even a more hardcore fan, like, because this is what I have like kind of gotten myself into because I can't keep up with every time. Like, I'll watch most of the pay-per-views if I find it interesting. Like, the, the card, the match card. I'm mm-hmm. like, that's something I would like to watch. So, like, we'll sit down on Sunday night and, we'll, you know, watch that or whatever. Sometimes we have friends over to watch, you know, whatever kind of strikes our fancy. Um, I would say, like, going to, like, the WWE's YouTube page mm. is actually really good because they'll have best ofs. Mm. And they'll have, like, craziest moments that had to do with cars or, you know, whatever, like, yeah. videos. And I think those things are good. And then finding like, okay, I've watched, you know, some YouTube. Here is this guy that I actually really kind of relate. To. I like this wrestler. Every time I see him, I'm, I'm interested. I, mm-hmm. I like what he's doing. Uh, maybe I like the way he does a pr- promo or I like the way that he, you know, wrestles or whatever. And then I think that the step kind of like from that is finding like full matches so you find like a match that you're like, okay, this is like a full match that he did at a pay-per-view or on a TV show. Okay. So then you want to know like the storyline. Okay. What's the build up to this match? And then you kind of just build it from there. Right. Um, but I think that the best way is to like find a wrestler that you like. If That's kind of what you did. Yeah. I mean, I, I... yeah. Kit, as, as someone who didn't like less time to, to get to know it and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did your, 
um, start look like of how the heck to <laughs> right I, I, I like mostly just followed his lead yeah but on my own in aew there's a tag team called the young bucks they are my favorite wrestlers of all time i think you would like them a lot yeah i just watched a lot of their youtube stuff um because they even have a youtube show that they do and honestly i'm a big person i like personality over character i guess so i like following the people's real life stories and seeing what they have overcome and gone through as a human being. Yeah. And that leads me to like them as a wrestler. Hmm. So I actually will watch their documentaries. Um, yeah, that's another good one. And do just, most have documentaries made? So on some on the network, there's a WWE network, but you can oh. probably find it some other places. They'll, the, the network will have documentaries for certain wrestlers. Yeah, so yeah. like, Here's an R. There's a wrestler named R. Truth. Here's his documentary, yeah. and it kind of is him talking about his story and getting into wrestling. I really love that kind of stuff. The wrestling is a bonus for me at that yeah, point. Yeah. I love their stories. Cool. So, um, yeah. Cool. I know you are very deep and intentional, so that might be something <laughs> that you like. To, yeah, totally. Would like to do too. Huh. So yeah. And then obviously, reach out to us because we. Oh, we, you, you know it. We we know a ton. <laughs> and I think I think it would be fun, like. Um, to to do like a if you and or you and Maddie wanted to come over and yeah. like be like we're gonna show you some of our favorite like wrestling yeah. things like I don't oh, know man. how into that idea everyone is but that's always like my favorite is like yeah come over let's watch like an hour or sure. so of just like cool things that have happened and yeah. maybe the next thing you should watch is the resurrection of Jake the Snake I think you'd really yeah. like that and oh, that is that really... on Netflix. Um, I, I sounds familiar. Just, we sounds will familiar. find out how to get it okay. to you. I don't think it's uh, specific to the network, but that really, whenever I was on the edge of is wrestling stupid or not, basically, <laughs> I watched the resurrection and I was like, I'm a mark. I, oh, wow. <laughs> so um, that's cool. Yeah, it's a good one. And also, I will say while Jimmy's finding that when we have guests on, we this is a special episode, but we like to talk about your video game history. Oh. So we will have you back. To, yeah. To dive oh. into your video game yes. history. That'd be cool. And um, this was we'll like make a, sure a, that a that special happened. wrestling episode. Yeah, yeah because we, we've been meaning for this to to happen, totally. and so that's cool. It can be a little like yeah, one off. Yeah, of absolutely. Yeah. But we'll definitely have you back on to talk about what the podcast All is exactly video about. Video that, that'd be great. But it's um, been fun to do this as like a, yeah. a unique episode with a yeah with a I would consider you like one of our newer like a new friend. Yeah. Do a special oh, episode. So yeah, absolutely. I like that. Totally. Yeah. Well, thank you guys again. Absolutely. Do you have any plugs, any shout outs you want to give or anything like that? Um, not not at this time. Not this time. But ma- maybe, maybe next time when, there it's, you go. when Fair. It's, we talk games, I, Fair I'll enough. think about it. Yeah. Um, thanks. Well, you can follow us on Instagram at DateBitPodcast, D, the number eight bit podcast. Yep. You can email us at DateBitPodcast at gmail.com. Luke has sent us an email. Luke has sent us an email, which was great. Be like Luke. Yeah. Send us emails. <laughs> Okay, sorry, I'm, I'm getting lost in like the time yes. uh-huh. lines of when and uh, did did it get read? Yeah, it did, yeah. It oh, did. cool. I haven't, yes. Actually, I haven't heard that one yet. It took up like most of that episode. Oh, yes, man. it was so we, entire we episode. Was pretty that. much emails. Cool. Um, well, I'm excited so, to, to hear it. It was really cool. And then, um, yeah, that's this week's episode about wrestling. And we don't have a sign off, so like, yeah. I was on a podcast where they had a sign off, and I for, I didn't know what the sign off was, so I was mm. that person. So we don't, we don't have, have a one. sign off. How, so. how about you guys give like your your best either wrestler impression oh, or like no. thing? Oh, no. 
She's like, say something funny like we that. We can do it too sweet. Too sweet. Too sweet. Oh, wh- that, that was it? really bad. I we don't know just, what we're doing. One, two, three, too sweet. <laughs> okay. One, two, three. Too, too sweet. sweet.